0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father-means. My That was totally wicked! If I can change, and you can change. Everybody can change!
1: And oh. hey, welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And today I'm joined by Tim from the On Second Watch podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about On Second Watch?
0: Yeah, so our podcast uh, consists of five people. Uh, it's a little bit nuts, but, you know, all, all the time we would get together as friends and just talk about movies that we grew up on. And what our podcast is all about is we take movies that we're mostly nostalgic for. So something that's at least 10 years old. Uh, we explore things from way back just whatever we have a piece of nostalgia for and we first discuss what we think we remember about the movie and what it meant to us as kids or early teens or whatever and then we rewatch it and see if it really holds up. Uh, we, we found a number of movies that got better with age and some just didn't hit the mark that they did as kids and that's that's the fun part of it is just really kind of exploring that so that's what we're all about. Yeah and I would say
1: just to comment on one of your episodes specific I'd say some of them weren't good as a kid and didn't hold up a la Super Mario Brothers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah uh we we knew that was a train wreck going into it but um there's i tried to pull out as many gems as i could but it, it's a little hard that's rough yeah you took one for everyone there because i don't know anyone <laughs> wants to have to revisit that one well it was all for charity we raised uh o- over 900 dollars for that movie so you know what i it, it's worth it
1: hey, you know what if i could raise that for it i would sit through it again myself and i haven't seen <laughs> it since the theater so well done sir well done thank you thank you All right, so I'm releasing this on Star Wars Day. So may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. And I'll let you choose. And at first you went with a more typical pick with The Empire Strikes Back. And then you're like, you know what? Let's get a little wild. And that's what I like. I like it when people get a little wild. So tonight we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Why are you here? Something inside me is awake. And I need help.
0: Kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be.
1: We are the spark that'll light the fire it will burn the first order down. Jedi in theaters, December 15th. This film contains scenes that may be too intense for younger viewers. Tickets available now.
0: So when did you first see this one? It was in theaters. I mean, Star Wars is it's it's my life. It's it controlled so much of how I shaped my career and and everything. So once I, you know, once Disney bought the franchise, it was all about was like, okay, well, let's let's track what's going on here. We gotta see these movies no matter what. So Midnight Showing was my first viewing of The Last Jedi. It was crazy because I feel like a lot of fans came out of that seeing that movie for the first time, like really enjoying it. And then when they got time to dissect it a bit and think about it, uh a lot of people went the totally different directions. So that's why I really wanted to touch on The Last Jedi because it, it seems like you either love it or you hate it. There's there's no in between. And I thought, let's get a chance to kind of talk about that a bit and how disney may or may not have screwed up the sequel trilogy (laughs) all right so first off for anyone
1: who may have not seen it give a synopsis just of the last jedi what's going on in this installment
0: so typical to the empire strikes back you know you have this is the middle of a trilogy so you know the it's it's a chance for the bad guys to kind of come back and, and give one to you know the good guys the uh you know, the the new Republic, you know, or the, the resistance as they call themselves in this one. So it's, it's really a drawn out chase scene where the Republic, uh, the, I keep calling them the Republic, the, uh, the resistance is, is all on their last leg. And um, the first order is basically chasing them down. They're running out of fuel. They're trying to get to the safety. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on in it, but mm-hmm. there's, there's the the evolution of the main baddie, you know, Kylo Ren and Rey, really feeling each other out. They're trying to find Luke Skywalker, get him back to join the fray. It's really a movie that exposes the weakness across all characters and a lot of chance to grow. And that's, I mean, we can get into it, but that's the, some of the stuff i liked is even though people may have seen characters in a way they didn't expect to or didn't want to, it just exposes as overall a lot of the flaws in the characters that helps kind of build them or could have built them uh, in this overall trilogy arc some landed some didn't but it's really you know, like it, it's a base a big chase scene trying to get luke back uh to give the resistance a chance to survive this onslaught from the first order uh and i don't know what to say <laughs> besides that but it's uh there's a, there's a lot of stuff that happens here
1: so I don't really go into like in depth detail on these episodes. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of introduction stuff, so you talked about was about why why is it you want to talk about this one specifically like, what is it you want to get across so
0: for this one, really it's i I think it has the makings of a great story and it gives you a chance to see characters in a light that you may not have. Like I alluded to with, with Luke Skywalker, everyone puts him on a pedestal as like, he's the Jedi. He's, he's perfect. But in the original trilogy, he's a very flawed individual and he made a lot of mistakes in his confidence and his, you know, emotion, let him down a path that almost cost him his life, cost him his friends. So even though the, you know, the original trilogy lands and he has this, you know, this, this big celebration, the empire is destroyed. Then we get this huge gap of what happened to Luke afterwards. And when we're introduced to him again, they could have gone and and had this prophet. He's like this, the next Yoda, some perfect Jedi. But what we get is a very flawed, destroyed person. You know, the things and, and decisions that he made that got him to this point are things that he's done since he was a child. So I think this movie really had a lot of potential to explore these characters and, and show them in a light that people may not have seen, which is what I think Ryan Johnson was trying to do. And the reason why I want to talk about this movie is because because Disney had no vision for the next sequel trilogy. Everything they built up in The Last Jedi basically just erased it for uh, Rise of Skywalker. It's just you could have done without The Last Jedi basically and still got you know a star wars story so i I think there's a lot of things that ryan johnson laid down that jj abrams retconned and just went his own way so i wanted to talk about what the last jedi meant to me and then also maybe what the final penultimate or final ultimate uh episode could have been to wrap up the skywalker saga
1: All right. Well, that that leads us to the next part. So before you go into what you would do, let's just get your brief thoughts on. I know Empire Strikes Back is actually your all time favorite, right? Yeah. So let's get your brief thoughts on the the prequel and then the or the the original trilogy and then the prequels. And then we'll get into Force Awakens and then we'll move past that after that.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, obviously, original trilogy is the bread and butter. It it has everything that that monolithic story it's it has everything in it and the reason why empire has always been my favorite and i think it hits a lot of people as their favorite is because of of what george lucas and the company did to to bring that story out i mean i think i I hear i wasn't around back in you know late 70s when that came out but you know it it was different in that in the end of that movie the bad guys won okay there's there's a lot of building character development, there's a lot of exploration to how grand this this galaxy is, but when all is said and done, the good guys lost hard in that movie, and it was still a very solid experience where you know sometimes trilogies come out and they get that middle movie, and it's just like okay, they just they didn't go anywhere with it. It's just they leave you on a cliffhanger and you're kind of lost looking for answers. Empire Strikes back even though the bad guys win, you, you do get a lot of answers. You get a lot of discovery about characters. You get a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity to discuss and, and talk about what's, what can be. And that's really why I love it. Empire just kind of brings you so much, really gives you an experience of who Darth Vader is, who Luke is, introduction to Yoda. There's so many moving pieces and, and really the character development piece that just, it sells it as a, an amazing story some great action sequences with with hoth and and space and so and plus you really get to understand what the force is i mean you, you touch on it a little bit in a new hope but the you know empire strikes back is you get to learn with yoda about what it's all about how you can channel it and you really get to see luke for you know his confidence in what he can do and his total um you know, disregard for his teachings from, you know, Yoda and Obi-Wan to go try to save the day and, and fail miserably, you know? So it's just, it, it really sets things up and it's just great storytelling, great action. And plus you it, the introduction of the Imperial marches and Empire Strikes Back, which is probably the one of the greatest musical scores for the bad guys uh, of any film franchise ever. Completely agree. All right. So let's get some brief thoughts on the prequels then. Ah, uh, so <laughs> The prequels come out and you know it's been so long since we had any new Star Wars outside of video games and things like that. And um, I'm really looking forward to this as a, as a teenager. Uh, I'm getting ready. And then the prequels come out and I feel like I feel like I missed something. It's just like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't for me anymore. You know, obviously he was trying to tailor it to a younger audience, and, and this is kind of my my thought about George Lucas, is he's a master world builder. And you know, he creates these really uh, he created a galaxy uh with so much to it. His his failure to me is in his directing and part of his storytelling. So I I think one of the you know the great things about the original trilogies is yes, he was very involved. It was his story, but he had other people directing the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. When it came to the prequels, he had full control over that and I think he has a hard time getting everything out of his head and maybe, you know, the, the prequels I think are aging better than they had originally with the, you know, Dave Filoni taking over the clone wars and turning that into this massive thing, which has brought us into um, some great storytelling and, you know, really the Mandalorian TV series on Disney plus. So the, the prequels didn't hit me very well. And they're, there's some of the worst movies in my opinion with, the, the Phantom Menace and especially Attack of the Clones. I did not like that movie at all. I think I've only seen it a few times. It just it just doesn't do anything for me. I think the acting is very flat. The overall story of the prequel trilogy, I think is phenomenal. It's just not well told, you know? Yeah. So I, I think um, I've learned a lot more about, you know, the, from the expanded universe and people telling their own stories, which makes it feel better, especially with the Clone Wars and things like that. Uh, but all that said, you know, the... You know, Revenge of the Sith is is one of my favorite movies. It because of everything that went down, and again, you know, the the bad guys winning, you know, kind of thing. But I I think you really got to see some great development between Obi Wan and Anakin, and that was some of the best, you know, points of this entire you know prequel trilogy. So I still love that movie. It's got a great, again, great soundtrack. I love everything that John Williams touches. But I, I think I think Lucas really had a good idea with the story. It just was not executed the way that i think it probably should have all right that sounds good i guess
1: now we'll get into this trilogy so we'll start with force awakens
0: yeah uh so the force awakens it i had a lot of really high expectations for the sequel trilogy i know i know what disney can do and what they have done so i was hoping that it would go in a direction that would really expand the universe a bit and with the force awakens i i feel like well, I'll just say that you know Kylo Ren is probably one of my favorite characters. Um, my my end game is to be able to create a you know replica Kylo Ren costume and start you know doing some charity events with hospitals and kids and stuff like that. So that's that's what I want to do. It's just very expensive to do, and don't really yeah, have that. the time. <laughs> so um, that yeah, that's that's a dream of mine. I, I thought that movie in particular was was very heavy in. I don't like to use the word fan service. It, it basically echoes A New Hope in so many ways, almost beat for beat in a lot of ways. It's, it's basically a retelling of A New Hope, which I'm okay with because it expanded in certain areas that um, I think were important and brought a lot of new, new characters and, and new ideas. But the, the overall story is very similar to A New Hope. And you know, for better or worse, I, I don't hate or, or dislike it for kind of following that path but it it opened up a lot of potential that i was really looking forward to and seeing where the sequel trilogy went unfortunately they i feel like disney was in a rush to get their money back for what they spent to buy everything that they're just like yeah we'll just throw star wars out on anything and and it'll make a bunch of money and we'll be fine i think they underestimated the wrath of the star wars fandom what they saw from the last jedi and then rise of skywalker um thank god the mandalorian came out to Say face a little bit but um yeah with without that overall vision i think they really struggled and even though the force awakens i think hit a lot of areas a lot of a lot of points that was you know really fantastic because a total different totally different vision for the last jedi it kind of instead of like pumping the brakes and kind of pivoting it was a huge slam on the brakes uh people didn't know what to think um expectations were slashed uh, and then we ended up with the, the, you know, the Rise of Skywalker, which was a uh, a mess of a movie uh, to try to cram all these these thoughts and ideas into a two and a half hour block. Okay, so I, I think in this, instead of spoiling
1: Rise of Skywalker, let's just go into what you would have liked to have seen in a, in the saga, how the saga ended.
0: Yeah, so just you know, I know a lot of people are saying you know, redo the Last Jedi or, or just fade it out of. The the canon, which I'm I'm not gonna do because I still I really love that movie because of what it did. So, building off of what Ryan Johnson did and and where the characters were going, I really wanted to my thought, and I tried really hard not to let my head canon interfere with the Rise of Skywalker. I just couldn't help it, but my thought was that they were going to kind of lean in on some of what George Lucas was laying down in the original trilogy, uh, basically that the Empire are kind of like basically like the Nazis of the star Wars galaxy where, where I thought they were going to go was, you know, we have this general Hux who keeps just getting thrown aside by Snoke and by Kylo. It just, so he's, he's basically like this general, this leader of, you know, this, this army. And he just, he constantly is just getting bullied and picked on and thrown around. So, my thought was that he was going to rise and kind of take over the this the first order would realize that all this chaos all this destruction over decades or you know was all because of either the jedi or the sith these people that were wielding this power that thought they were better than everybody were controlling the galaxy i mean obviously with palpatine and and then it was snoke and kylo these these evil force users were controlling things and were the leaders because they could control the force. And then in, you know, before the empire with the Jedi council, even though there was a, a government of sorts of democracy that was kind of making the rules and, and the law for the galaxy, the Jedi were sent in to control things. They were the, basically the, the undercover cops that would go in and if things weren't going the way the, the Republic wanted, then the Jedi would force it to go that way. So I thought that they'd do something creative in that Hux being a non-Force sensitive person would take control with the, the government of the first order and say, look, these, whether they're Jedi or Sith, these people are taking advantage of the galaxy because they have control of the force. We need to eradicate people that are strong with the force because they bring the destruction. They prevent us from truly controlling the galaxy. So leaning on what Lucas introduced with the Phantom Menace, being able to measure someone's chlorian count, I thought they would say, you know, in, in kind of a, a Nazi way of, let's go around the galaxy, let's measure people's chlorian counts, and, you know, let's either, you know, kill them or, you know, obtain them, whatever. Just, just basically try to eradicate anyone that had the force in them from the galaxy they'd go planet to planet as new people were being born they would check them at at birth or, or just something like that just just show how evil they could be of trying to control and in turn because they you know they agreed to follow hux in this that they tried to get kylo and he you know escaped barely with his life after you know the entire first order turned on him and his only chance was to meet up with the resistance and Ray. And obviously they don't trust him and they work on this relationship and, and just, you know, cause you, you see that beat sometimes where one of the bad guys, you know, meets with, you know, the group of the good guys and they try to kind of intermingle and try to bring them into the fray. No one trusts them. One person will trust them. Maybe the rest don't. And then you get, you know, some opportunities to develop, you know, those relationships that way. That, that's kind of what I was, I was really hoping they would go down that path to give Kylo a, a redemption story in that way and maybe explore a bit more about, you know, cause you, <laughs> the end of last Jedi, you get dubbed the broom boy, the kid that uh, was sitting there watching the stars and he uses the force and pull the broom up. So it says that anyone, you know, could develop these powers. And to me, I thought that the, you know, first order would find that as a threat and they would, form some plan to hunt down any force users, whether they're humanoid or creatures or, or what have you, or locations and just eradicate it from the planet to try to um, erase the force from the galaxy. That that's kind of where my head was going. And I really was hoping maybe they'd, they'd go down that, that path with, with Hux being who he was. He was basically, they made him worthless in the rise of Skywalker. He, he died the most, lame death of any character that's spanned across three movies but uh i just i don't know I, I i don't however they went with the rise of skywalker it's it's canon it is what it is it just <laughs> it it just didn't deliver basically because they had no vision from the beginning it just was a a mess and someone tried to clean up someone else's mess and then they came back and tried to clean up the mess it's just it was a mess the whole sequel trilogy is a mess there's some great points to it, sure, but um, I was I was hoping that we'd get more of a, a darker view of the First Order because they, they basically were just the Empire 2.0 and it, it didn't really do much for me. They, they're just, they follow the same beats and, and fell through the same traps. All right. Sounds good. Well, you know, they're probably going to do it here in a
1: few years and start remaking the trilogy again or something similar.
0: Oh, yeah. Why not? So
1: I guess what we'll do instead of doing a remake of the whole trilogy, just. Let's just ask this: If there were any characters you would replace, like certain people in mind, I guess we can do it with this movie, like Ray or Finn.
0: Replace? I I had a hard time picking, like an an actor or an actress that I'd like to see, you know, jump in there. I I think the the character development in and of itself could have been changed a bit. I think I think Finn's character; they were going down a path and they stopped and i i thought they they did that character dirty in a way because they in in the last jedi you see him well really before that the force awakens you have finn trying to figure out who he is what's his place in the galaxy and then um by the time the last jedi comes around he's like i you know he's he's scared and then he says oh i'm gonna be a hero and then and then he gets he gets saved from trying to you know sacrifice himself from rose and she says you know we that line of, you know, we're not gonna, I don't remember it now. It's uh yeah, I don't remember it. <laughs> whatever it is, some some line about, you know, using love to to fight instead of hate or whatever. So I I thought that Finn could have gone the direction, especially as they start teasing that he's somewhat force sensitive, that he would have more of a development to understand what his place was and how he would impact the greater good. And you know, I, I wouldn't replace Boyega with anybody. I think he he did a great job as that role, but I I feel like they really just just didn't know what to do with him after the Last Jedi, so they just abandoned him because he didn't have he wasn't really didn't serve much of a purpose in the Rise of Skywalker. So I would have liked to see him be able to really lean into this notion of force sensitivity and expand on that and see see where he could take it because I, I think um, I think there's definitely some potential there and. I think Boyega had the char- um, charisma and the swagger to pull it off, but he just never got it. Okay, anybody for Ray or anything? Okay, with Daisy Ridley as Ray. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I don't think there's anyone I would I, I could think of replacing really. Um, I think everyone did the best that they could with what they had. <laughs> <You> know, Um, <laughs> I, I I really like Daisy Ridley. I think she's she's a great actress and, and she and she she pulled it off. You know of just kind of feeling a bit lost and she pulled off the rage i thought well adam driver i love i love adam driver what he did with with kylo ren i think he was one of the strongest i think kylo ren's one of the strongest characters in the entire saga with what he had to deal with and what he came through so i i don't know i i have a hard time thinking anyone could be replaced in in star wars it's it's kind of a, a tough thing for me to to pick apart would we at least take out the scene with him shirtless with his pants, like pulled up over his belly button, that random scene? I, I was like, what it's, it, what is it? it's a weird scene, but my God, is it memeable? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the best thing that came out of that is just the, the weird gifts and the things I could just send my friends randomly. So I, I don't know. That's true. Living in a meme world. Yeah, you're right. That is important. So uh, <laughs> I can't argue with that. Budget. I have something.
1: All right, so what I want you to do for anyone who's not sold on either why they should go down this path for the first time or maybe why they should revisit The Last Jedi, give that final pitch on why.
0: It's, it's a really great opportunity to see your heroes and your villains and what makes them flawed, what their weaknesses are, and helps you also discover what their strengths are in a way that I think most people didn't expect luke skywalker and you know i think people were were shocked with luke throwing the lightsaber and for some reason drinking the the sea cow's milk (laughs) just i I mean it's weird okay I'm, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deny that but it shows luke's reliance in the force to try to tell him what to do and letting the emotions control him the fact that You know, the force said that Kylo was going to do something terrible, so he went to go, you know, just let the emotions take over and go kill him. But then stopped. He stopped himself, but it was already too late because Kylo already thought he was going to do it. And basically, Luke caused the final turn of Kylo Ren by letting the force control him, letting his emotions control him. So it's it's very similar to what he did in Empire Strikes Back. So you you really get a sense and a chance to see these characters and what makes them flawed and how, how they grow from that. They can either move beyond that and become a better person, or they let their flaws control them and they fall down a dark path, which I think you, know, you see a little bit of, of both of that in a lot of those characters. So there's if you haven't seen The Last Jedi, you've always been <laughs> like, no, no, I can't do it. At least for the scene in the throne room where Rey and Kylo meet and fight, the Praetorian guards is probably one of the best lightsaber scenes in the saga. It's, it's a fantastic scene, everything leading up with Snoke and everything that happens afterward. It's beautiful. It's, it's such an amazing scene. So if, if nothing else, just check out this, I don't know, 10 minute scene um, (laughs) right there in the middle towards the end. It's, it's a fantastic lightsaber battle um, with, huge implications and and everything working for it so it, it's it's a great watch all right i think that one's gonna wrap this up
1: tim why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online
0: yeah absolutely so like we said our our podcast is called on second watch you can find us at osw com or on social media same thing osw podcast having fun on twitter and facebook and instagram all that kind of stuff but yeah we're we're, we're hitting up star wars soon too so um we're, we're looking for everyone's nostalgia, so have fun with that. Oh,
1: yeah, that should be fun. And as always, you can follow the show at YNF movie Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll be back next week with a different movie and a new guest. And who knows, that may become your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time.